0: I want to quote for you a pasuk you all know. In this week's parsha, we have the story of the Ben Sairi Rami. Thank you. You all know the story of the Ben Sairi Rami, even though the Gemara brings in Sanhedrin in the eighth Pedik of the Sanhedrin. Dafai Aleph, I think the Shita that Loihoya, VeLoyasedliya is Droyshve Kabel Schar. So what's B'Sha'ad-Greish for Rabbi Hirsch, from Shimshon, Rabbi Hirsch, in his commentary on Parsha's he writes beautifully. He says, why introduce this whole sugya of Ben-Saray which has a whole perik in the Sechta Sanhedrin, the eighth chapter in Mishnayis and in Gemara, if so it's never going to happen. It's a very strange story. Parents who want their, their, their child dead, and they're supposed to be normal, because the parents are crazy. They don't have a right to do this to their child. So to have normal parents diagnosed as normal I mean, it's a very unlikely situation, right? Of course, and he has to be drinking Italian wine, I mean, if he drinks French wine, it's, it's not happening, right? So if he's a real Ben Serer, just go to the second Kiddush club, not in this shul, go to the other shul, where they serve French wine instead of Italian wine. Mm-hmm. So, reverse Hirsch says, is the pshat, that in this parsha you have the yesoidus of education. D'roish v'kabel doesn't mean learn and you'll get reward. Drozh means learn and your reward will be that you will learn about educating a child. In other words, from the construct of the psukim, from the nuances of the halachas, from the details of all of the laws of Ben-Soyer and Ramayra, one can glean profound ideas about the Torah's Ashkafa and perspective on the issue of molding and educating and nurturing children into adulthood from the Jewish perspective. He gives one famous example, Einenu shoymeya b'koyleinu. What do Chazal say What do you learn out from b'koyleinu? He doesn't listen to our voice. That the voice of daddy and mommy got to be identical. Which means you got to sound just like your wife. Something to work on. And of course, that never happens. Not physically and not emotionally. <laughs> You're not going to be sharing the same voice, right? Somebody once, a once asked to you, uh, ask how is Shalom by you?" So he said, when we got engaged, I was doing all of the talking and she was doing all of the listening. You know, when you're engaged, your collar's is crazy about you. She was just doing all the listening. She thought every word that came out of my mouth, you remember, was was, was just pearls, pearls of wisdom. New, says, what happened after? He says, then we got married, you know, we were together a few months and she decided to reverse the process. She started to do all of the talking. And I started to do all of the listening. The says, "No, so what?" He says, "Now it's been 15 years. We both do all of the talking, and the neighbors do all of the listening." (laughs) So, (laughs) Amen. So the Gemara says, (laughs) "If they don't have the same coil, it's not a -a benzerumira." What's that? There's a very profound lesson here in education. And that is, if the father and the mother are fighting in the house, you could never call him a Ben Sayer or He's not a Ben Sayer or Mayra. If he's growing up in a home of contention, in a home of negative energy, in a home of insults, in a home of denigration, in a home where there's no trust and openness, no joy, and no respectful communication. Don't call him a Ben Sayer or a Meyer. <laughs> he's not a Sayer and he's not a Meyer. <speaking in Hebrew> there was one voice. And despite the harmony, despite the wholesomeness, ah, there is something in this child that is deeply amiss. As the Mishnah says, Yomus Zakaeval Yomus Chayav. That's one example of the Jewish but let's not take it one step further. Einenu sheimeya bikoilenu, not einenu sheimeya likoilenu. Einenu sheimeya bikoilenu. Einenu sheimeya likoilenu. it should have said, right? He doesn't listen to what we say. That's how you say it in English and Hebrew as well. Einenu sheimeya bikoilenu inside our Koil. b as in betoich, inside. Well, there's two ways of using a base, but the base can be employed two ways in, 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 of, in the grammar of, of, of the holy tongue of Lashna HaKadosh. Now, the Mishnah asks him, Rashi quotes it, why do you kill him? Why do you kill this kid? What did he do? He ate some extra ribs, ri- spear ribs at the barbecue. What do the adults do? He drank some extra wine the from everybody here. What did the adults do? His parents said, eh, enough wine! Enough schnapps today. Okay, he didn't listen. That's why you kill him? What, what's exactly the mechanism of murder? What did he do? He went to the freezer, took out steak. He's a zoyl, he's soybe, he's gluttonous. Okay, so now we're going to start killing everybody who's overweight? If you don't join OA, Overeaters Anonymous, and if you're not in the program six times a week, including Arab Shabbos and Metzai Shabbos, that's it, We're dead? you're dead? What's, what's the mechanism? Which is a very strong child. We don't have this in Kolatari Kula. They warned him. He ate a Timar Busser, a Chatzilug So Rashi quotes the Gemara on Davayan Beis in Sanhedrin, the mission actually, you're not killing him for today. He didn't do anything that warrants death. disobeyed daddy and mommy. Fine. He's going to need more money. Because when you're an addict, you need more money. And this kid is addicted, unfortunately. Where is he going to get the money? He's going to steal from his father. His father's going to change the locks and throw him out of the house. So he's going to go to one of these organizations, Footprints. He's going to go to one of these organizations. He's going to need some more money. So he's going to steal from the council, right? Sofkel, sof kol they'll throw him out. So what is he going to do? He's going to become a robber. He's going to become a robber. He's going to kill. He's going to kill. He's got to be killed. yomuz <speaking in Hebrew> Let him die an innocent youngster rather than a guilty murderer. Wow. So he's innocent. He didn't do that terrible now. But there's one situation in Kola Terakula where the creator of the world says, I see this evolving. And I'm not in doubt about it. It's not 50%, it's not 90%, it's not 80%, because Sufak Bikoach Nefesh, you don't kill somebody for Sufak. I'm telling you it's a vada." Ah, he's a cute little youngster, yes, she he has cheeks, a pinch young guy will take him to therapy we'll we'll put him in program, we'll do everything, we'll shower him with love and everything. I'm telling you that if he is involved in these exact ingredients, the creator of the world, no one else can says this is going to end up really, really bad. Yo mu okay. So Chazal say it never happened and never will happen, but that's the scenario in the perspective of Chazal and Sanhedrin Dafayim Beis. So now I ask you a and this question is raised by the same Mishmuel Reb Shmuel of Sachar He says, "I don't understand." The same Chazal tell us that if the father or mother decided to be Meichel this child to forgive this child to say, I want my kid back what's the halacha? it's all over? <laughs> there's no bensayr or ma'irah? if the father and mother say, you know what we forgive the kid for eating some extra spare ribs at the barbecue and for drinking the expensive hundred and fifty dollar bottled wine look we forgive it and not listening to us, fine it's over There's no death penalty he goes home and he goes to the next barbecue Why? Because they were Michael. I don't understand. If the reason you're killing him is not for what he did now, but what he's going to do in 10 years, thus helped that his father and mother are Michael. If you're killing him for what he did today to his father and mother, I understand. If they forego their honor, if they forgive him, so his sin is atoned for, so the punishment is obliterated. I understand that. But since the of ben Sarimah, is not what he did today. Look at the ingredients. It's not that terrible. It's what he's going to do in 7, 8, 9, 10, 20 years. In the future, what does it help that his mother has Rachmanus and says, Oh my bubala, i my and my malachol, my tzadikol. Come give mommy a big hug. The future will be very different. I'm not saying the father, because usually, you know. <laughs> he tells, he says, there's a guy was needed to rent a house in Borough Park. On 13th Avenue. So he saw a nice house. And the top floor was available. But there was a sign available for rent. But tonight, nicht King kinder. So he introduces himself, it's an elderly couple, they go to sleep 8.30 every night. Guy says, listen, I'm a man in my 80s, I can't have children jumping on my head all night on the ceiling, I'm not going to be able to sleep, that's why I want a couple or people on kinder, no children. Says, so fine, I'm the right guy. Make our lease, signs the contract, fine. Same night he moves in. Old man goes to sleep. It's nine o'clock at night, and suddenly he hears jumping, but not He goes running up. He sees the guy has fourteen kids, not six, not seven, fourteen kids. spring like singing. They're running. They're jumping. They're hollering. He looks at the father. He says, "I don't understand, Lomrimi Sonny, why you lie? We made up Nishkin Kinder." Father looks at him. He says, "You call these Kinder? Nishkiner as a kind Kinder, right?" So, the Torah is saying that one day this guy is going to become a horrible beast. Okay, how do we know? I don't know. Hashem knows. Nobody knows. Bezdin doesn't know. Father doesn't know. Mother doesn't know. Son Heddin doesn't know. Hashem knows. So What does it help a father and mother forgive him? They forgive him for now. That's what the Shay Mishmu asks. To appreciate the answer of the Shay Mishmuel, I want to bring up another story. From Kiseit go back to Vayeshef. And there there's a moment that everybody remembers. Yosef HaTzadik, who is a child, who is abducted, who ends up in Egypt. The wife of Potiphar takes a liking to him. She pleads with him to be with her Sheik day in and day out. And the Torah says two words about Yosef's response. Vayimoyen Yosef. Yosef refuses and the Vayimoyen has that unique musical note of the Shalsheles which is very rare in the Chumash it only exists I believe four times in the whole Chumash in Vayera, Vayloit, and you have in Echayisorah by Eliezer and you have it Vayeshef by Yosef HaTzadik and you have it later in Parsha Sav Vayishchat <coughs> By the Shiva with Shanar, And every time you have to understand why in these four places do you have this rear musical note of Shnusah. I don't want to offend anybody. I know it's kafira if you do it differently. But but what's this Vayim mind? He refuses. So Khazal say, Gomorrah in Soytava Yobi Ha Malachta, he came that day, nobody was on, machalik is Raven Shmuel, Rashi quotes it one shit of Yobi Abay Malachta, Yosef succumbed. He told the wife of Patifar, Okay. And we understand why the Gemara says in Yumah, Tafai and Haysi did not stop making Joseph mad. Every male she dressed up differently, midgutens and schlechtens. She rewarded him the world and she threatened him, she would blind him, she would poke out his eyes, she would torture him, she would murder him, she would kill him, she would imprison him for life, which she did, as far as she was concerned. And Yosef succumbed to the pressure and he said, yes, and what happened? Say, Chazal, and now she brings in the last moment, you will know, Ra... The In the window he suddenly saw the visage of Yaakov, his father, and he abstains. So in Gemara and Shaita, there's a quote, what Yaakov told him about the aphite. In Medrash and in Zoyote, it's just brought. he saw the image of Yaakov, his father, and he said, no, he escapes, and he leaves the garment in her hands. And the rest of the story we all know. What exactly did the image of Yaakov do for Yosef? What exactly? He saw his father's image. He didn't know what Yaakov looked like. <laughs> Yosef was 17 years old. Hey, let's tell this Yaakov Yosef. He sat and learnt with him every day. They were finishing learning the Sugi of Eglar and that means he got from Brachas to Lchulim. That's a long Shia there. I once heard from Rapinchas Hirschprung, a remember of Hirschprung, the Rav of Montreal. He asked a question. He was testing a group of us on the sechta kedushin by heart. So he says, He says, talmud." he sent Yehuda to build the yeshiva. So why didn't he send? Ask Yosef to build the yeshiva. Yosef was learning. You see, he was learning egla Rufa. says Yosef was learning with his children Menashe and Ephraim. He should have asked Yosef to build the yeshiva. First of all, there would be a yeshiva without a deficit, the only yeshiva in history. Second of all, Yosef wouldn't have to pay a mortgage. It would be Amachaya, Binyin. The first yeshiva that wouldn't have to struggle. Why send Yehuda? He didn't know the language, he didn't know the culture, he didn't know the banks, he didn't know how to shnori. he didn't know how to fundraise. Why send Yehuda to build a yeshiva? You have Yosef, the viceroy. So, Yav Pinchas who was a Talmud of Rabbeir Shapiro. Yeshivas Chachmeloblin, and one of the Polish Quinti, Central, Bashas, you know, the people with the needles, I remember myself. One of those with the needles. <laughs> you know, you put the needle and he knew every word. And uh, Rav Pinchas Hirsprung said, This is a Pasha He says, He saw the Agolis, the wagons of Yosef. So Yaakov came to life Zakrashi. What were the Agolois? Simon Mosar Lahem that he remembers the last year. In Egl by Vayaris Ha'agolus, 22 years later, Ekoch Tzich, he remembers the Shia on Egl which was the last, the end of last week's parasha, parasha's shoift. So Rupin Cheshir Sprung says, Zakav thought himself, Ah, 22 years later, he's still in the same sugi, a salitvish yeshiva. Ikhtav poilish hapoilish yeshiva. v'es <laughs> yehideh shulach <laughs> lefanov. He says that Shapiro This I heard from Reverend Hirschbrunk. He didn't know what Yaakov looked like. Of course he knew what Yaakov looked like. So what did he suddenly see in the window? What did he see? The image of Yaakov and he abstained. What happened? What was this Muzdiyaykna? I once saw a vart, a few lines in the Nesivish Shalom, the word Vayimoyen, we have earlier in the same parsha. You remember where? In Parshas Vayeshav 2. You remember? lehisnachem. lehisnachem. They come to Yaakov Avinu and they tell him, What happens? They show him the tunic with blood. Everybody stands up to comfort him. He refuses to be comforted. I will go down to the grave in mourning. Does not cease to cry. All of his daughters get up to comfort him. Since when did he have daughters? We never heard that Yaakov has daughters. Suddenly there's a whole mice of daughters. Who ever heard of daughters? We know of Dina. So what's that? Says the Rechaiman or the Mepharshim that this was the Nechama. This was the actual Nechama. Yaakov Avinu was terribly devastated that he lost his son Yosef Atzadik, And you know what their response was? Look around your Shabbos table. You have 11 beautiful sons and you have Eleven beautiful daughters, and look at the Adims. Look at the sons-in-law. This guy finished Afayomi seven times. This one is a Rosh Qaylil. This one is a Rosh Yeshiva, This one is one of the biggest gabayit stuck in Antwerp. This one is mamish from the Gresta Askanim in Mansi, this one is Mamish, the founder of Atsala in the tri state area. This one is Mamish Abal Khesar and Yisrael. This one is a Bakibashas Paskim, this one is a ma'gid Shia, this one is Rabinshul Kobnaiago, this one is a makubal. this one is everything. Look at these items you got. <laughs> look, look, look at the Nachas. So there's one boy who disappeared, okay? so that's why your life is terrible was the let's take this a step deeper al agada al musa very often in families there's one child who ends up in a pit who ends up in the abyss who ends up not in a physical pit but in a moral pit, a spiritual pit, a psychological pit with nechashem v'akravim, with scorpions and snakes Very often there's one child, a beautiful child, a Yosef, who ends up in prison, who ends up with an Aishis Paitifar, who loses their liberty, who loses their freedom, who loses their autonomy, who loses their independence, who becomes estranged from father and mother and their entire family. There is a Yosef who is lost, and Yaakov refuses to be comforted. The Gemara says, why wasn't he comforted? Because Gzairah, (laughs) <laughs> Hashem made that somebody passes away He gave people koyach to move on even if it's difficult but not on a living person Yosef wasn't dead Yosef was alive What does this mean on a spiritual level? People were telling Yaakov You lost one child You taker put in so many koyachs into this child You tried everything But this child ended up in the abyss But look at what you have you have 11 beautiful, glorious nachasels, boys and girls and adams. Look what a mishpacha. Unbelievable. There's one Yosef. Know, there's one black sheep in the family who ended up in Egypt in Mitzrayim, Ervasar. It's okay. It's sad, but you got to move on. So the Pesach says, his Yaakov Avinu refused to be comforted, you know why? He looked at his friends, he looked at his other children and he said, because my Yosef is not a mace, my Yosef is a chai. My son is not dead, my son is alive, you don't know my child. His father refused to give up on his child, he refused to be comforted, he refused to dismiss this child from his mind and say, okay, He's not my child anymore. Let me move on and focus on my other children. Yaakov Avinu said, I will never sever the cord with my child because he's not dead. He's alive, even if he's estranged, even if he's in a pit, even if he is alienated. A few psukim later, his son Yosef is confronting the greatest struggle of his life. Alone in the world, 17 years old. Without a family, without a community, without a father, without a zayda without a Yeshiva, without a Kehillah, without a Sviva, without a mother. He is completely alone in the world, and a young teenager, without any pressure. It's not going to affect Shaduchim in the family. His brothers won't be denied entry into Brisk, Slabotke Mir Panovich. The family won't be stained. There won't be signs all over. Meir Sharem, Vaisatuma. It won't be the talk of town. There won't be websites, blogs. It's Egypt for heaven's sake. It's Erbas This is what everybody does. This is the normal conduct of the country. He's alone in the world and this woman says, Sheik vayimi And Yosef succumbs. But at the last moment, Vahim mine How? How and why? And the answer is: the the Yochnoi shall Aviv Yosef saw that he has a father who believes in him. Yosef saw his father, the vayemoein of Yaakov, is what fueled the vayemoein of Yosef. It was Yaakov Avinu's refusal to stop believing in his child that empowered Yosef in the depths of the abyss not to stop believing in himself. Not to give up on his self, on his future, on his relationship with truth, with Hashem, on his relationship with Avram Yitzhak and Yaakov. Vayima'in means he refused, but which word does it come from? Rabbi Yisrael. which word? Immun, emuna, trust, confidence. You know why he refused to think that Yosef is dead? Because he trusted the boy. Because he understood who this child really is. And he understood that there is a major difference between a child's external behavior and the inner pain and agony that children often endure because of certain circumstances in life and the greatest mistake in life is to dismiss these people as hopeless just because they're not fitting in to the expectations that I had and to the future that I perceived from my limited point of view never enduring the struggles that they have perhaps endured perhaps the abuse perhaps the molestation perhaps the pain, the agony, the dysfunctionality that they endured. This doesn't justify the behavior of every youngster. What it does mean is that sensitive adults have to understand the difference between a Yetzirah, a Taiva, and a dysfunctional internal attitude of self-destruction that comes from tremendous internal turmoil and pain where a person does not believe in herself or himself and Yaakov for one, said I trust this boy, I believe in this boy he's not dead, he is alive and that's what allowed Yosef to believe in himself and to reconnect ultimately with his roots he becomes the one who is called Yosef HaTzadik Come back to the Bensayer Rumairah and the Shemishmul and Parshish Kiseitze. The Shemishmul says, You're asking me why, if the parents forgive him, the penalty is removed if you're judging him for the future? You don't understand what the Shemishmul now says. The Shemishmul says, You know why this is going to be his future? Because his parents have severed, have severed the cord, the link that connects him to the She Mishmuel's words to the Shalshalas Hakoidish, and he says this: the Koyach HaTshuven, a Jew, always comes from where, from the fact that the Koyach voice is aroused in his heart. But what's your link to the Koyach HaAvoyis? Your father. Your mother, that's your link. You know the of the bmitzvah bacher who comes to his mother and says, "I want to speak about the yichis of the mishpachah." At the bmitzvah, she says, "Go ahead." The zayde was the rashi shiva, the baba was the rabbi. No, no, no! All the way back, where do we come from? The first yichus, where we come from? Bereshis bara l'kimbas shemayim On Friday, created adam and chava. They decided to have kids. Kai and hevel sheis. The rest is history, or better, her story. Okay, beautiful story. Comes to his father. His father's an enlightened graduate from Columbia University. Says, Dad, tell me about our original yichis from Vukitna. Where do we come from? Father, ah, now it's time to introduce you to the great ideas discovered by Charles Darwin in The Origin of Species. We have evolved over hundreds of millions of years from apes. And where did the apes come from? Monkeys, where did they? Other primates. Where did it all begin? It began with an explosion of gas and bacteria. Comes back to his mother, he says, Mom, I'm really confused about the Bar Mitzvah speech. She says, why? He says, you know, I want to talk about where we come from. And I want to thank our original ancestors, but I don't know who to thank. Because you tell me we come from God, Adam, Eve, Abraham, Isaac, Jacob. Dad tells me we come from apes, monkeys, and bacteria. So who do I have to thank at the Bar Mitzvah? Do I thank the monkeys? Do I thank of Romans I mean, Who got it right? She says, son, it's not a contradiction. Your father was talking about his side of the family. I'm talking about my side of the family. What's the stereo? Like kashimidi." Midi. But the anecdote has a very profound truth, says the Sheh Mishmur. If you sever, if you cut, the Shalsheles hakoidesh, the chain, you're not allowing this boy to find within himself his or her true, in, his true infinite, spiritual, divine, wholesomeness and power. Now you understand why, why your mind has a Shalsheles. Yaakov's Vayimoyim is what allowed Yosef to remain connected to the Shalshalas HaKodesh so that he could say Vayimoyim. But this Vayimoyim can't be external, it can't be superficial, it must be authentic, it must be deep, it must be real, and it challenges us. Because these kids can make us mishugar to our core and they challenge us to reevaluate our entire religious relationship with God. And those of you who understand what I'm talking about understand what I'm talking about, and those who don't, maybe you're lucky. and ultimately he's the child the only one as it says in zohar who's called HaTzadik and here's where the shofar comes in when somebody cries i can hear that they're crying when my child starts crying is good i hear the pain even if I may be confused as to the reason, but I know I have to search, I know I have to investigate, I have to know, I have to, know, I have to, know, I have to get to the bottom of it. I say, Vosig Hashem, did somebody beat you up? Did you fall? Did you fall off your bike? Did you trip on a step? It's usually, I didn't get the lollipop. Okay, Baruch Hashem. I didn't get the ice cream. But the cry points, it points to something deeper, like when we all cry. And Hashem has graced children with the natural inclination to cry, and to cry often, and to cry from the moment they come out of their mother's womb. As the Chayvah Salahovah explains, life is painful and children are sensitive and they cry, and we look for the reason they're crying, that sometimes it's serious and sometimes it's not serious, but we can always pick them up and give them a hug and say, Tati, Mommy loves you are in good, you're good. And the child feels comforted, consciously or unconsciously, on one level or another level. And that's how we raise, the part of how we raise children. But sometimes the cry is so deep that you can't hear it with your ears. It's not audible. It's not perceptible. It's not perceived. We all know that there are voices that the human ear can't perceive. The dog can perceive them. There are voices physically that animals can hear. We can't hear them, not because they don't exist. Simply we don't have the kalim, our retina, our makshirim, our biological instruments cannot perceive these voices because they operate on a different frequency. That is physical, sound waves. But the same is true psychological, the same is true emotional, the same is true spiritual. And that's why the Zoya distinguishes between two types of voices. There's kala de ishtama and there's kala the de la ishtama. There's a voice that's audible, there's a voice that can be heard, and then there's a voice that is so deep, it can't be heard, not because it doesn't exist, but because it's even deeper than sound. Because when you can express your pain in sound, it means your pain can be articulated. In koilos, it means you're not so ashamed, it means you're not so embarrassed, it means you're expressing it, it means you're bringing it forth, even if you're not putting it in words, because it's deep. It's deeper than words, but it's not deeper than sound. But then there's the sound of silence. And the sound of silence is thundering. It's thundering because it's silent, not because there's no sound. It's silent because it's deeper than a sound. It's sometimes more shameful than to be articulated in a sound. Hashem <laughs> Shima In the beginning of the Pasik it says Shima Vikoili. Later it says Tiyana What happened? Says the Balatanyin Lukuta. There's Bikoil and there's Likoil. Likoil is I listen to your sound. Shima Vikoili is I don't listen to your sound. You know why? There's no sound for me to listen to. You're talking about other things. You may be smiling. Shima vikhoili. in the Hakoil. Listen to what is behind the coil. Don't listen to the words. Don't listen to the aggression. Don't listen to the attitude. Don't get overwhelmed by the behavior. Hashem, Shima, vi go into the coil. Dig, dig, excavate. Look what is behind the coil. What is fueling the coil. That takes from you a lot of self-confidence. That you don't take things personal. That's number one. Number two, it takes wisdom. It takes sensitivity. It takes patience. It's not about winning a battle and losing a war. It's about shima Vikoily. They are screaming at this child, about this child, Einenu Shemeya he's destroying our mohus. He's destroying our family. But what's the truth? What comes out? What comes out is paradoxically They're not listening. Says the Sheimishmo when they're michael him. When they say we're going to retain our connection, you're not leaving our home. We're not sending you off to be executed physically, but there's a different type of execution. Emotionally, spiritually, out, out, out! You have no place in my Klael Yisrael. Go find your place elsewhere. That's a different type of din in I heard a mice many years ago, and then a few months ago I was at a Hasana and I confirmed it. I confirmed it with Reb Shloyma Kanevsky, Shlita, the son of Reb Chaim Kanevsky, in Brak, Shlita. He's Rosh Hashim of Tiferis Tzir. And at the chuppah, we were standing near each other, at the chuppah of this chasana that I attended, and I asked him the story, I because I heard it, I wanted to verify it. And I heard it from him, and he verified it for me. He told me that he didn't hear it from the Balamaisa, but he told me somebody else he heard it from, and he trusted the story, Reb, Reb Shloyma Kanevsky. Fascinating story. In this yeshiva Teferis tzim, which was founded by the Chazaynir Shem Bnei Brak in the 1930s, there was a boy. And in those years, things were very different, and Judaism was not very popular. On the contrary, most of the Jewish youth were leaving. Were leaving in abundant numbers. This is before the Second World War. There were a lot of other exciting, apparently exciting, isms that were capturing the imagination of the Jewish youth, and it was not the Blad Gemara. And this boy who was in yeshiva was smoke, smoked on Shabbos in the Beis Medrash or near the Beis Medrash and Bokham came to the Rosh shiva and they said, what happened? So the Rosh Hashiva called him this boy and he said, you have 24 hours to pack your bags and leave the dormitory and be out of this yeshiva you're gone. After all, he desecrated Shabbos and he desecrated it in such a heinous heinous manner and publicly. The Chazaynish summons the Rosh shiva. And he says, I heard, kach v'kach, I heard this story. He says, yeah. <laughs> you can imagine what happened. Chazanich says, I understand. It's, it's, it's very sad, it's terrible. But I have a shayla. The Mishnah beginning of Sanhedrin says that dine Nefashis, death penalty, can only be executed. You need a Bezdin, a Sanhedrin of 23 judges. Mm-hmm. We all know the Mishnah in Sanhedrin, and Peirik Aleph discusses the whole cheshb and how it works. Why 23? The shoft away, the vitzil away, the right hand, 20. You need uh, at least two, a majority, uh, you need a majority of two to kill. And you can't have evens, so you have to have 23. You have to have 20, you have to have another two, so it's fine. So he says, the Chazanish says, if this is in the Nefosh, of Elam Hazza, for sure. Diné nefashis. you know, you're sending away this boy. He's not going to the coil across the street to you know, He's not going from here to Chibin. He's not going from here to uh, Meir Sharim. He's not even going from here to Chabat. Well, I don't know if he said that. <laughs> where, where do you think he's going? He may be going to Dizengav. It's Diné nefashis. <laughs> Let's bring 23 Dayanam together. Discuss the situation and vote. Maybe it's right. So the Rosh Hashimah looks at the Chazanish right? <laughs> and says, What do you mean? This kid was Bekhal Shabbos Befahasi. He's gonna destroy the whole Yushiva. Chazanish says, I don't understand. A Jew murders somebody else. A Jew is you need a Sanatan of twenty-three. I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm just saying, You can't have one guy deciding that this kid should be severed from Torah, from the world of the yeshiva. You can't. Let's bring 23. We will take a vote. If you're right, you're right. He says, I can't run a yeshiva like this. This is my authority. He says, I respect your authority, but Torah, Torah, is Allah. The will find 23 great ayyanim. I know we don't have the Foshis today, we don't have Sanhedrin today, but you're just going to dismiss a kid because he did such a terrible thing? And they're going back and forth, back and forth. And he says, If you tell me to do this, you're the boss, but if you tell me to do this, I resign. I can't run a yeshiva where you come in. You challenge such a decision. I'm the one who's responsible for these bach. I resign. Chazenish says, the same Mishnah says, the Dine Maman is, is or Yachid Mamcha. A single expert. He says. throwing out this boy is Dine Nefashis. You leaving is Dine Mamanis. Dine Nefashis, in e 23 is a yachid Ich bin a yachid If you want to resign, resign. tehet. <laughs> I don't know the exact words he used. If you want to resign, resign. I mean, I'm sad, but. And the Rosh shiva resigned. Mechasenish took back the Bach. He took him back into the yeshiva, and he himself had to give the Sheer... For the next few weeks, we didn't have a market shia. So the Chazanish himself had to give the shia to those boys. After a few weeks, the Rosh Hashiva, I guess, missed his job and he came back. But I want to tell you, that in the Litvish world, this boy became a truly prominent human being. A great paisik, a great Rabbi, because... Somebody refused to sever his cords to the Shalshalas HaKadosh The Shalshalas remained, and the Vayim'ain of Yaakov is what allows the Vayim'ain of Yosef to remain intact. So when it comes to the Shafer, there is the cry that is simple, raw, naked. That itself is very deep but then there is even a deeper cry that the human voice may not be able to articulate we use the voice of a ram the coil portion of an animal and it's a very raw voice you all know as great as a baltikea you have in your shul at your son's wedding you're not putting up a shaifer in the orchestra just like Pesach by the Seyed, the people say the matzah is delicious this year Sure, at your son's bar mitzvah, let me see you serve matzah. Mm-hmm. The shofar is gitten fine, but you're going to have the cello and the guitar and the violin and the drum. You're not going to have the shofar. Why? Because it's not sophisticated. It's raw. It's primal. I don't want to say the word ugly. It's not ugly, but it's naked. It's simple. But that simplicity is... The core of the soul beyond beauty, beyond Levushin. We all have the way we dress up and we come out to Simchis and to Shiurim and to Yeshiva and to Shul and everyone has a Vart. You have a Vart? You have a Vart? That's a good Vart. But then there is the person beyond the Vart. Vart as in Vart or vart does vart there's the person the person beyond the suit and beyond the resume and even beyond the words and even beyond the music and even beyond the sophisticated instrument and even beyond the, your own cry it's kolok the Allah Yishtama but how do we sound that coil? through silence unfortunately we think that silence is silence we don't hear the thundering noise of silence comes the Torah and says Hashem says so give me the voice of an animal, the primal animal. Animals don't have a divide between their plimius and their chitzanius because they don't have to get into the best yeshivas. They don't need the best shaduchim. They need a a guy to sponsor them in Kuala for 49 years. Animals are just honest. You know, they tell you exactly what they think of you. If the dog likes you, it tells you. if the dog hates you, it tells you. And the same is true with most animals. I mean, there are a few animals, uh, human animals. But there are, you know, they say it was a Psaadebe, and he was out, traveling on a train, and he met a Psaid. Ah, Chashu v'yitza. He says, Vastute, what do you do? Shomalala. What do you do? So the Yitza says, a mit metferd. You know, I deal with horses. So the Rebbe says, Ah, punkt v'yich. Just like me. So the point is, that's on one level. But there's something very innocent about the animal. Adam ubeheima Toshiya Hashem. Famous Madhus Rabdin Parsha Snoya Khabarat. Bashus Beshusa Behema Adam Taishia Hashem. There's an honestly. And when the animal is in pain, one knows that the animal is in pain. So Rishashana were commanded, Lishmoya Bakoshaifer, to be able to be sensitive to that depth to be able to be sensitive to the depth of the soul, to be able to be sensitive to the ma and to be able to see what is behind what is behind the coil, To be able to reunite every soul with the vayimahin of Yosef and with the vayimahin of Yaakov. And if we need testimony to this, so probably you've all heard, or some of you have heard, that a Jew, a citizen of Israel who was so brutally and barbarically murdered this week by the Islamic State barbarian terrorist may Hashem avenge his sacred blood a Jew who at the surface was completely alienated from the whole Jewish world, I mean he was adventurous obviously, he was a a curious young man, he was a journalist par excellence and he went into Syria, he went to places that are dangerous out of his sense of adventure or compassion or journalistic edge and he he was killed in the process and today I read yesterday by his friends who wrote there was somebody in captivity by the Islamic State who was released and he said that last year Kippur in captivity by Islamic State. They gave the prisoners, the hostages, the people that they kidnapped a treat. What was the treat? Eggs. Which was rare, unique. But it was Yom Kippur. So this Jew said to his captors, he said, I'm sick and he wouldn't eat. In such a situation, Yom Kippur, this Jew did not eat. And then his friend also in captivity who was released said that he would pray each day facing Jerusalem. But how did he know where Yerushalayim is? Because he saw his captors praying facing Mecca. So all he knew is you gotta change the angle and face Yerushalayim. Hashem Yun Kandomoi. The depth of a soul. The depth of a Jew. Who can even describe it. And that's why the Heleke Rebbe Rabbinim Reb Simcha Binem The tefillah that we're going to say in slichas again and again. Does this make sense? I come to you when I say you come to me you say Rabbi Give me back the $10,000 that you stole from me. I say to B'id, I want you to forgive me. You know why? It wasn't $10,000. It was $10 million. Really? Get out of here! You know why? Kiravu! I understand if you say, what's kiravu? Kiravu, what's that? It's very funny. The Gemara says in Baba Kamad, If I Rav and Shmuel have a machlaikas. What's the machlaikas? We all know be knas potter. Ashe yar kim Pratla prat be knas. Those penalties that are a knas, if there's no witnesses, if you come yourself and you say, I did it, so you don't have to give a knas, you don't have to give kofl, you don't have to go above, be knas potter, Fine. What if Maida be knas v'achakach boed? If the witnesses testified before you were Maida, of course you're Maida, <laughs> right? They caught you already. But you were Maida, and then witnesses come. Like Rav and Shmuel. Shmuel says, Khav. "Boed." Rav says, "You put." Halachik Rav beisurah v'chishmuel bedinah here halach is like Rav. V'salach talav inenu. You know why? Ki Rav hu... It's takayoy madim and bow edim. All the edus are coming. I have testimony for this guy. And the Boshemtiv says on the pasuk in Mishpatim, "Al toshes yotchem roshalias eid chamos." What prat Don't join hands with a rosha to be a liar as a tef- as a false witness. In other words, don't join another eid sheker for money. Taish the No, the Gemara says in Baba Basra that the sotan is a mekatrig. He's an eid. So he comes to Hashem and he says he saw. Chaim you saw what he did yesterday. God says, "Listen up, Pishnay. made him Yakum Dover. Certain you're tired of men, but you won eight." So what does he do? He goes around Yiddisha to hear who's going to tell the story about the same guy. And when he hears the story, ah, Pishnaim Eidim, I have a second Eid. When you're telling, speaking negatively about a person, remember who becomes your shooter. You're now joining with the Sot Eid to be the second aid. So Yoim Adin Bo Eidim. Rav, Moide beklas Vachachach Bo Eidim the Jew came. He was Moida. He blew the shofar. He listened to the shoifer. He's Moida be knas. The and That's parshas Balak. So he would be like Who can endure? Who can survive? They say Ayid once came to Sar Shalom from Bel's Chusayog so bin Aleynu. He saw Ayid and said, Pashat Ayid, time. So he calls him in and he says, What Pshar, I didn't understand. We say, Ima vainainu anu vanu. Right? We say in the Slichas, Ima vainainu anu vonu. If our sins have testified against us, Anu will. So this Jew was a very simple Jew, tikkalam aretz. So he said, Ima vainainu, even though we sinned anu bonu. We are your children. <laughs> anu we types with an Aleph, and Banu we types with a vase. You're our children. We're still your children. So our psalm says, Ah, that's the shit of Reb Meir against Reb It's like the Apterov once said that every part, the Baloy of Yisrael, once said that every Parsha in Torah is about Avas Yisrael. So there was a shtarki, they called them, they called them then, Misnagdim. Say, so come, this is Apterov, do me a favor. This is Parsha's Balok. We do you have the whole bullock Avis Tell me. So he says, the name of the Parsha, bullock Beis Lamet Kuf. He says, Vahafta Lireyach, Kamoicha. Litvich says, that's what you chasidim are like. V'ahavto is with a vav, you turned it into a vase. One word you got right, Lamed Lireyach. Kamoichov is with a kuf, and you turned it into a kuf. But of Rav he says, <laughs> "When it comes to Avos Yisro, you don't have to get so nitty gritty, you don't have to get so meticulous in details. The is you have to be sensitive to what a an is, and then with a Lachdalav, with a Shnas." Toivo, Mesuka, and Ashnaz, Geulah, and Yeshua, with Chol Klal Yisrael. Amen. Thank you very much. Amen.